Welcome to Sportsish, the podcast, a place to make sports fun, cute, and easy, a place to bring the sports and the ish. This is not your boyfriend's sports news. It's Sportsish. My name is Lily and I am your host. Welcome to season two of Sportsish, the podcast. Consider this your your introductory episode into what I hope is a fun, entertaining, and monumental season for us. I have guests lined up already that I am so excited about. I've got some female athletes. I've got who I consider to be the wag of the sport of tennis. And next month, we are adding a new weekly episode to the lineup. So you will be getting two sportsish podcast episodes on Mondays and on our regular Fridays. I'm really excited to tell you more about that, but that's coming in February. So stay tuned. It's going to be a little bit of a different format than our regular podcast episodes. Think of it more as a little update that you can turn on Mondays in the morning while you're getting ready for work, school, kids, whatever it is you're doing on a Monday morning. You can turn on the episode and get your fill, your update on sports. Since we last spoke, there's been a lot going on. Uh, Michigan won the college football national championship over Washington. I Again, I'm not the biggest college football girly myself. When I was in college, I was watching the hockey games because that's what my boyfriend at the time was doing. And so I was missing a lot of the football games. I just never became a college football junkie like a lot of people have. But I will say Michigan's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, is as green of a green flag as there ever could be. So the story that I have heard about J.J. McCarthy is that while he was in high school, he became depressed as an adolescent young boy. And what did he do? He didn't go to his parents or his school counselor, which by the way, I think that is generally the right call in most situations. But J.J. McCarthy decided to Google it, how to cure yourself from depression. And you know, that is like the most Gen Z thing I've ever heard. So anyways, this list on how to cure your depression comes up and he sees all these steps to improving your mental health and he started to do them and he really did bounce back. He said his mental health improved dramatically. One of the things he saw was meditation. So as a teenage boy, he started meditating and still to this day, JJ McCarthy meditates before his games. He actually went viral a few weeks ago for doing it on the field. It was kind of a funny sight, but again, green flag. So happy for Michigan, happy for Jim Harbaugh, who is their coach, a legendary coach who a lot of people speculate will be going to coach in the NFL after such a legendary season. So we will see about that, but congratulations to Michigan. The Professional Women's Hockey League, the PWHL has begun. And I don't think I understood how needed this was until it happened. Um, The absolute relief and excitement from female hockey players all over the world has been so fun to watch. I never played hockey, but I did have a stint in seventh grade where I thought I wanted to. This is when I was really trying to figure out, you know, I was really unathletic and I just wanted to figure out my thing. But I had a stint where I was like, I wanna play hockey because hockey girls are cool. They're the coolest people I know. And I, you know, I've watched many hockey games in my life, but to see 
females represented in the sport on a professional level is huge. And we are going to talk to some of those players this season on the Sportsish podcast. I've been I've been shooting my shot in some DMs. So I've been DMing some professional women's hockey players and they are kind and they have gotten back to me and we're going to have them on the pod and I'm really excited. The NFL regular season ended this past week and the playoffs begin this weekend. So tomorrow is the first game of the NFL playoffs and honestly, why is the format confusing? I need to know why we cannot just simply say let's like take the top five teams with the most wins in each conference and then they play each other and then whoever keeps winning the games they they play each other for the Super Bowl but instead it is like incredibly complicated and the seeding is complicated and I've done a lot of studying because I wanted to break it down for the sportsish girls so I did uh using survivor kind of a random choice but if you are a late millennial as myself, you've watched Survivor. Of course you have. Who hasn't? And you understand a little bit the basis of the island, so to speak. So I broke that down in a video on our page about the NFL playoffs relating to Survivor. So if you're confused, check that out. But the regular season is over and what a crazy regular season it was. Storylines that really have stuck out to me is of course Aaron Rodgers season ending injury after all of the drama with the Packers being traded to the Jets and him on this like PR tour around New York and then four plays into the game gets hurt and now Aaron Rodgers is pissing a lot of people off namely Jimmy Kimmel if you have been living under a rock Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel have been getting into altercations Jimmy Kimmel has called Aaron kind of like a wackadoodle I think that's the phrase he used, like a wackadoo, for talking about the Jeffrey Epstein list. And so Aaron shoots back that Jimmy Kimmel is worried for when the list comes out, which basically implies that he's on the list. Jimmy fires back that he will sue Aaron if he keeps slandering him like that, because that that's a that's a bold claim. That's a bad claim to be associated with Jeffrey Epstein. In today's world, you don't you don't want to threaten those types of things. But I will say, is there anything that signals a first-class white male fight like threatening each other with being on Jeffrey Epstein's list? I mean, no, there's not. So Aaron's doing Aaron as he does. I am so curious to see what happens with him moving forward next season. I think the guy is chasing something that might not be there. And he feels like a red flag and every sense of the word. Anyways, NFL regular season, Joe Burrow injured out for the season after signing the biggest contract in NFL history and after coming off a season of being like the heartthrob of the NFL. I mean, I could not scroll TikTok for two minutes without seeing thirst traps of that man. And I was here for it. I think he's so cute, but he gets hurt. He's out for the season after being this very successful heartthrob. And that was really devastating. The Russell Wilson situation in Denver, I've spoken on it a few times, is crazy to me. It feels like he also was very hyped up, signed a very large contract, then did not perform to the level that they were expecting. And they are essentially pushing him out, which feels sad to me. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, But all I know is that he is married to Sierra, who is a goddess in every sense of the word. Bill Belichick 
Belichick, Belichick, I don't know. He, obviously, head coach of the New England Patriots, has announced today that he is retiring after 24 seasons. So I hate the Patriots. It's no secret. I really have nothing to say about this. But he did win six Super Bowls, which is the most of any NFL coach ever in history. And the Patriots have not been good for a few seasons now. So it feels like the right call for Bill. He also feels extremely old to me. As a coach, you're doing a lot. You're going to many practices, many games. You're flying cross country. I mean, what old man wants to have such a rigorous schedule? Probably not Bill Belichick anymore. So congratulations to his success. I still hate the Patriots. We do have a listener who is a Patriots fan, so I feel bad now ranking on them. She messaged me that she's a Patriots fan, and I told her I was going to pretend that I didn't hear that. But, you know, teach their own. We love it. It's funny. I don't even have a, a like NFL team that I truly obsess over. I just have the Patriots who I dislike strongly. I feel like I've been harping on football and women's hockey. That's really all I care about right now. But the NBA is still happening. John Morant came back from his suspension, and he is now out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury, which makes me sad. He really, when he came back, he mentioned he had gone to therapy. He had put in a lot of work. And I I don't know if it was a PR stunt, but I fell for it because I'm rooting for him. It feels like he has changed. So that's a little synopsis on sports recently. So we're back. We are in this new season of the pod. We've got a new decorative piece behind me. If you're listening to this instead of watching a clip of it, you will not see this. But I have a bright pink neon sign behind me, which was given to me as a Christmas gift from my colleagues. And it has made me so happy to put up in my apartment that I'm in my living room right now. I am right next to my kitchen in my living room When you live in a one-bedroom apartment, you kind of got to do everything in one communal space. And I record the pod in the same place that we eat dinner, in the same place that we watch TV. It's how it goes in New York City. But anyways, New Year 2024, here we are. We are talking about, I'm sure many of you have seen this trend of ins and outs for the new year. So things we are keeping, bringing adding, embracing are the ins, and things that we are done with, disgusted by, are the outs. And we made a list at Sportsish of our ins and outs of 2024. I love this trend. I think it's so fun. And I love the idea of deciding to embrace things that we love and deciding to throw out things that we're done with. So that's what we have done at Sportsish, is we've made a list of what we're going to embrace and what we are going to do away with in the new year. The first in that I have is no surprise to any of you. The in is that sports are for the girls, sports being catered to the girlies. As 2023 was closing, I started to kind of get intensely sad. I'm very sentimental and I think back, you know, as we all do on the year that we're leaving behind and it had been such a beautiful year of girlhood 
And I've talked about this a lot. I'm sure you feel like, are we really still harping on this? But yes, we are. Girlhood for me, I was raising a daughter for the first time. I went to the Taylor Swift Eras tour in March. I saw the Barbie movie and the Taylor Swift Eras tour and the Barbie movie were two experiences where you walked in to the concert or the theater and you looked around and you saw majority women happy. Women who were happy. And that was so uplifting to me is to see women who are happy, smiling at each other. I wore the funniest outfit to the Eras tour and I got so many compliments. And it was one of those out of body experiences where you just thought, oh, this is real life. This is a dream. This is what I wish life were like every single day is to walk into a room full of happy, confident women. That's what both of those experiences felt like. I went to the Barbie movie with a number of cousins and we all were pink and we entered the theater just like this force and it felt so special. So Taylor Swift, Barbie movie, Women's World Cup, which not only was empowering to see women performing at such a high level, but the Women's World Cup brought to light a lot of issues that women face. Um, the first being the harassment that the US team faced. They were bullied online excessively. And, you know, some people, even on Sportsish, our comments were questionable. So while these women were simply working, right, they were simply going to work every day, people found a way to criticize them and their beliefs and their looks. And, you know, they didn't end up going as far as we would have hoped. We, they didn't end up winning the World Cup. But the issue that it brought to light, I felt, was very important. But then Spain, the winners of the World Cup, had this experience with the president of soccer kissing Jenny Hermoso without any consent or invitation. And it brought to light another issue that women face, which is the way that they can be taken advantage of. And that was shown when Jenny Hermoso, who had just played her heart out, won the World Cup. The story was almost overshadowed by this man dominating the celebration and making it about him and kissing Jenny Hermoso. I mean, inappropriate to say the least. The record was set for the most watched women's live sporting event ever with Nebraska volleyball playing in their football stadium. Caitlin Clark set records. Simone Biles became the most decorated gymnast of all time, which by the way, we talked about the Jonathan Owens, Simone Biles catch situation last episode. I'm almost exhausted of it, but I do think the more I see about Jonathan Owens, the less I am impressed. I'm not judging their marriage. They seem happy, but I am hoping with everything that I have that he is just immature and that he can grow and learn to respect the woman that she is. I've been trying to figure out why 2023 meant so much to me, and I genuinely don't get too personal on this podcast ever. I feel that I'm a voice to bring you sports in a way that you care about, and most of you don't really care about my personal life, but I am going to get a bit personal and a bit vulnerable on this particular episode um, because it feels like a good way to start 2024. Being vulnerable and feeling is something 
that I think should be embraced. That's another in. Being open and vulnerable and living without fear of judgment. Um, so I'm going to embrace that and I'm going to share my own personal story with girlhood because as I reflected on 2023 and why it meant so much to me and why I was so excited to celebrate girlhood, it dawned on me why. Um, in 2022, I got pregnant and a few months into the pregnancy, I found out I was having a girl. I already had a son who was two. I have four brothers. So I was taken back when I saw that it was a girl. I just saw it on my blood test results. I was only about 14 weeks into pregnancy. And I had all of these very intense emotions, one of them being utter fear, because as a woman, I know the pressures that we face. And I feel like the first 25 years of my life were me trying to prove that I was enough. And it's really hard. And I know it's not just subject to women, right? I know that men feel intense pressure in a lot of ways, but I, having been a girl, know the complexity of self-worth when you're a female. And I find out I'm pregnant with a girl and I just started bawling. I was so excited because I'm a girl's girl through and through. I love pink, I love frills, I love bows, I love supporting women, but I think I was also terrified. I just felt this enormous amount of pressure and fear to raise a girl to be stronger and more confident than I have ever been. About six months into my pregnancy, I was walking to meet a friend for lunch. My husband was home. It was a Saturday and my son was taking a nap. I live in New York City. I talk about that a lot. Generally, it is my favorite place in the entire world. If I could afford it, I would live here for the rest of my life, hands down. I have absolutely no desire to have a backyard or a car because I have New York City at my fingertips and my stroller's my car. I love it here, it's no secret. But I'm walking to the subway station to ride the subway downtown and I hear some commotion about a block away. And to be perfectly honest, I hear commotion all of the time in New York City. It's part of living here. I didn't think much of it. Um, I looked up the street and I did see someone kind of yelling but I thought it was a teenager. It looked like a, like a young kid to me and city kids are built different. They're incredibly confident and not afraid of anything. And so they're always causing commotion on the streets. They're just yelling, walking everywhere, taking public transportation by themselves. They're crazy in the best kind of way. So, but I thought it was a teenager and I was at the point of pregnancy where you could definitely tell. Um, I had a small bump, I was six months in, my belly button was starting to turn out right and pop so to speak at the time i was wearing my favorite pink puff sleeve dress and i got it from h&m years and years ago but i cannot throw it away it is perfect for pregnancy because it's flowy and cool and it was june in new york city which as you can imagine is always hot and sticky and humid and so yes i just wanted to wear dresses the entire time so it was perfect as I looked up, I did see a woman walking towards me and she had a shaved head. She looked to be homeless. Now I see homeless people every day, multiple times a day in New York City. So again, generally doesn't fill me with fear. Most of them are kind. Most of them are just trying to get by, to be honest. But I did look at her and I felt something different. I felt like she was a threat. And I usually don't feel that way. Even with homeless people in the city, they generally don't scare me. 
But I looked around and I was alone on the street, which is very rare. I feel like I'm never alone on the street besides this day, except for a group of like preteen girls about 10 feet ahead of me. So I started to kind of walk quickly so I could tuck myself in with them. But it just wasn't quick enough because the woman came right up to me. She just came right around that group of girls right up to me. And there's going to be a swear word here. I'm so sorry. Turn it down for the next five seconds if you have kids in the car or around you. But she said, I'm going to get you, bitch. And she took my hair and she pulled my head down by my hair and started to punch me and she probably got three really intense blows to the back of my head and then she took my hair and she flipped my head up and she landed two big punches to the front of my head um i started screaming as she was punching me i'm pregnant i'm pregnant i'm pregnant and that's all i can remember about that particular time probably lasted like 40 seconds while she was punching me and I'm screaming, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. Um, the group of preteen girls ahead of me kind of turn around and I pushed the woman away. So it was like five to six crazy punches and I'm, I'm able to, to get out as she's punched me in the front of my head. And the group of preteens come over and they're like, oh my goodness, who are you? Who is she? Are you okay? And the woman starts to walk away. And I just latched onto one of them. I just grabbed this very young girl, like she was someone that I had known forever. And I just held onto her. I, and I just said, I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's all I could get out at that time is I just said, I'm pregnant. And I like held my stomach and I held my stomach and keep in mind, you know, I'm six months pregnant. The woman didn't touch my stomach. I don't even know if she saw that I, I had a, a bump, but I just grabbed onto this young girl and the woman walked away hysterically laughing. They helped me call the police. The police came an ambulance came my husband came. I was fine. The woman had not hurt the baby, which was the most important part. I had not fallen. And the blowback was difficult because, you know, I had to identify her in security camera footage and I was being asked about it a lot. And that was difficult in the sense that I feel like I really tried to play it off or talk about it maybe before I was ready to. Um, and this also happened on my block. And so I passed that location every day where she had done this to me. And I just didn't trust anyone. And I just felt so empty. I felt like betrayed by my own gender. Like I said, I've always kind of been for the girls. I have very, very close female friends. I had always saw like homeless men as more of a threat. And so that was confusing to remedy in my mind. And it was such a foreign feeling. And that is, that means I've been lucky, right? That means I've been blessed with really beautiful examples of women in my life. I have a wonderful relationship with every woman in my life. And I feel very blessed by that. And then three and a half months later, I delivered a beautiful baby girl named Rose and she 
She's the love of my life now. But 2022 was quite a doozy for me as a female, as a woman, feeling so incredibly vulnerable and scared, and I didn't trust myself, and I didn't trust other people. 2023 began with this new, beautiful, beautiful baby girl, and started to try and heal all of those things. And I really took sportsish to the level of just wanting to be for women. I think I was afraid. I think I was afraid before to be exclusively for women because there are so many men who like sports and why cut out that audience? And I remember when I changed the catchphrase to not your boyfriend sports news, I had so many people say, well, that, you know, that kind of makes it exclusive to women, which you might not want to do. And when we started 2023, I was just like, actually, that's all I want to do. I just want to be for the girls. I just want women to feel empowered because I'm coming off of a year where I didn't. I felt the opposite of empowered. I felt scared. I felt vulnerable. And so I wanted to create this world for women to enjoy sports in a way that they cared about, enjoy sports brought to them in their voice with their unique, special interests in mind. And that's where I went with Sportsish. There are so many worlds for men when it comes to sports, but I don't feel like there are enough for women. Yeah, so why why did I why did I care so much about 2023? Because for me 2023 was a year of healing and a year of empowerment. And after having the year of 2022, I wanted to spread empowerment and girlhood forever and I'm leaving 2023 behind feeling strong and connected. And I have this incredible all female team behind me with Sportsish. And I feel like I've been able to connect with so many women on so many different levels through Sportsish. And I hope it's just the tip of the iceberg. I mentioned a lot of guests coming on and I just want to bring on women on this podcast from all walks of the sports world, women who play sports, women who are athletes, women who were athletes, women who want to be athletes, women who raised athletes, women who love athletes and support them. And I just want to share all of those different voices and perspectives. I don't know. Sorry for for my long-winded story. That is truly emotional for me to share, but one that I felt the sportsish girlies deserved. They deserve to know why I feel this way and deserve to know why I care about this community of women and why I do what I'm doing. So happy 2024, the year of the girl once more. So that's what's in. What's in is for sports being for the girls, FTG. And whatever, when we come back, I'm going to share my number one of what's out of 2024 and a few more ins and outs for the year. Sportsish Podcast is brought to you by Planted Media. Planted Media is a Utah-based media company with the goal of helping families preserve their memories in a format that will last the test of time. Planted's life history videos capture the smiles, laughs, emotions, and stories of those you love most so you can have them near for generations to come. Plus, with their new digital conversion and photo scanning features, you can finally brush the dust off those old VHS tapes and scrapbooks to have those memories on your phone. For a discount of any of their services, mention The Sportsish at the time of booking. 
The Sportsless Podcast is also brought to you by Rookie Wellness. New year, new you, no way. New year, better you though. Rookie Wellness started because their founder, Roxanne, wanted to get back in shape after having her second child while working full-time. After exploring different exercises and looking into supplements, everything was intimidating. She felt it should be easier for someone who was already working out regularly to try and live their best life. She started Rookie Wellness. She wanted people like us to feel like they belonged and have access to high-quality products without breaking the bank. They are simplifying supplements to break down barriers that make it hard for beginners to get started in wellness. Their mission is to empower individuals on their wellness journey by providing accessible and inclusive health products. My favorite products are their Wake and their Sleep Powder Sticks. Their flavors are natural and tasty, and they do the trick. Use code thesports.ish for 50% off your order on Rookie Wellness. All right, back to the ins and outs of the year. After my horribly depressing part of the episode, I'm sorry, not sorry. You want to know what's out? Asking anyone, particularly a woman, but anyone to prove their sports fandom. We've all been there. The name five players challenge from a sports fan when they hear we're, we're into sports. Can you name five players? I hate to admit that this question used to bring me great joy because, in fact, I could name five players growing up. And if there ever was a pick-me-girl, it was Lily. It was young Lily. I know sports. I love sports. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Now, that could not be further from my current mindset. But can we not do that anymore to literally anyone ever again? Because even if we could name five players, we certainly don't owe you anything. In fact, to go along with that, any type of judgment about how they are a sports fan, whether it's being a bandwagon or being a fan because their favorite celebrity is dating a player on the team, because that's something that's in for me, is choosing teams based on non-traditional factors. The color scheme, okay? If we're going to rock the merch, we want to wear colors we like, right? I... Don't think I will ever be a Miami Dolphins fan for more reasons than one. But number one, those are not my colors. Alex Earl looks great. Number two, the mascots. We can choose teams we like based on mascots. Why not? I'd rather cheer for a team with an adorable, lovable mascot. Number three, another factor. We can choose a team to cheer for based on the significant others. Did I mention I'm a Chiefs fan now? Did I mention... I did not like the Chiefs last year. In fact, when they won the Super Bowl, I was so bummed. This year, I'm like, go Patrick. Go Travis. I'd like Andy Reid to be my grandpa. Like, I'm a fan of the Chiefs. And that has a lot to do with Taylor Swift. I'm not going to lie. So what's in is choosing teams to cheer for based on non-traditional ways. You want to know what's out? Dissing Brittany Mahomes. We mentioned this on our ins outs post of... 2024 we we had someone who agreed with everything we said on that post besides this besides this challenge she for some reason did not like the idea of us asking her not to diss Brittany Mahomes she was not going to give that up for the year 2024 this is concerning to me that you'll agree to everything we're saying besides respecting a woman dissing Brittany Mahomes has been out for a long time I've given my reasons why on past episodes, I don't feel like I need to do it again, but let's go along with this. Let's just stop dissing or blaming significant others of players 
for their poor performances. We've seen it with Taylor Swift recently, but here's the thing, okay? These women can't win because everyone hated on Brittany Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl, okay? But then when the Chiefs are maybe losing a game or two, it is Taylor Swift's fault. Sports fans, the minute their team starts losing or going downhill, they will grasp onto any excuse they can find for why it's happening, rather than just maybe accepting they have off years, they have off games, and it doesn't always have to do with their girlfriend or their wife. Maybe that's why Aaron Rodgers is not getting married, is because he doesn't want to subject any woman to this type of hate. I'm just kidding, Aaron Rodgers is definitely not sensitive enough to be thinking that through. Okay, but what is in? Watching the Super Bowl for 80% Usher, 20% football. I'm not going to lie, I was originally a little skeptical when Usher was chosen. You know, I really was hoping for like a, a boy band situation. Really, really interested in NSYNC. But then I started to create the Super Bowl playlist, which will be released later. And that man has some absolute bops. That man sings Love in This Club. That man sings, yeah, exclamation point. Are we kidding? That man sings DJ Got Us Fallen in Love. I think also what's fun about Usher coming is that he's had a lot of collaboration songs. He's the collaborator. The amount of songs this man has with other people, which opens the door to a lot of surprise performances. The last surprise performance we had at a Super Bowl was, bless his soul, 50 Cent, who was hanging upside down and had gained a large amount of weight since the last time we had seen him. But it was still epic. And so I'm hoping for another collaborator. Options for Usher, he's done songs with P. Diddy, he's done songs with Alicia Keys, Lil Jon, Ludacris, Jay-Z, Will I Am. Needless to say, Usher might bring someone sensational, and even if he doesn't, I have a feeling we will all be getting very low on the living room floor. Speaking of the Super Bowl, guys, we have something so exciting coming in two weeks little collab for the Super Bowl, for your Super Bowl parties. So just keep your eyes open. By the way, I was looking at an ins and outs list from New York Times for the year, and you know what they said was out? Podcasts. So awkward. You want to know what's in? Therapy, particularly therapy for athletes. I mentioned this earlier, but John Morant came back what seemed a changed man, and he accounted this to therapy. And there are so many people that I think could benefit from therapy, myself included, but Draymond Green also. I was able to see from John Morant an absolute change. You know, I think it's hard to picture this because this is not most of our lives, but this young man, Jaw, was had like a whiplash, so to speak. He became famous and incredibly wealthy almost overnight. And that's got to be overwhelming and intimidating and also just really mess with your mind. And so he obviously did some terrible things. He made some bad mistakes, but he mentioned that therapy has been huge for him. And he unfortunately out for the season, but the in the short time he was back, I felt like he was remorseful and took responsibility and therapy is cool. There are so many athletes I think could benefit from therapy. I mentioned Draymond Green, also Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers needs to go to therapy. Jonathan Owens feels like he could benefit from therapy. That's all I'm going to say about that. I actually think most professional sports teams have therapists on hand for players who feel like they need some extra help. James Harden could go to therapy. I could see that working for him if he hasn't already. So yeah, just some ideas. Just just throwing it out there. What's on the out for me in 2024 is supporting athletes who have heinous allegations in their past. And what I hope is out for all sports teams is continuing to hire and play and pay these athletes. Um, I'm thinking of Deshaun Watson, who had two dozen sexual assault allegations in his past. I'm thinking of Tyreek Hill. And listen, I know if you're listening to this podcast with any like major sports fan, they are angry that I just said that. But listen to me, Tyreek Hill has done some very bad things. And yes, he is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Absolutely. If he was on your fantasy football team, you loved Tyreek Hill this year. But you know what you wouldn't have loved? His physical abuse allegations against not just partners, but children. This year, it came to light that he wasn't paying adequate child support to his former flings that have had babies with him. Again, I I don't think being a Dolphins fan is in the cards for me, uh, mostly because of the colors, but heavily because... They are employing Tyreek Hill, and I'm not into canceling people based off of mistakes. I think if there is a questionable tweet from 10 years ago that a person has come forth and owned and apologized for, I think we we embrace them, we can embrace them, and we can allow them to change, but when it's such issues as assault, physical and sexual assault, I don't think we should be employing these people anymore and supporting them and cheering them on. So that's out for me in 2024. I would love it to be out for major leagues. I think it's getting better, I hope. And my last in for 2024 is being a sports fan in whatever way you damn well please. The Olympics are coming this year. People embrace sports. We had like... 2,000 followers the last Summer Olympics on Instagram, but our posts were blowing up because everybody wants to hear about the Olympics. And we're going to give you everything we've got for the Summer Olympics. I'm really excited to cover them, but we're going to have some some Olympians on the pod, but it's time to let people be sports fans in whatever way that means to them, including being huge sports fans, fanatics. I make fun of my husband all the time because he's so plugged in to his sports. But you know what? It's something he loves. So I'm into that for him this year. And I'm into the girl who said she listened to my podcast, who I interviewed a few months ago. And she said that a touchdown was worth three points and that there were 10 yards on a football field when I asked her. I'm into that girl being a sports fan. Whatever way it feels right to you, I support you. And I am here for you. We are so happy you are with us on the second season of the Sportsish Podcast. We will see you next week.